Hello, I'm John Bates, and welcome to my podcast, Hope for Today, where I inspire to live with heavenly perspective and kingdom mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Hi, welcome to Hope for Today. So glad you chose to join us. Today is going to be a special day as we look at hope for the new. I'm not calling it the next. It's just the brand new that God has afforded us following this pandemic. You know, if you're sad, if you are depressed, you're down saying, man, this has been a tough two years. Well, I wanted to encourage you that good times are ahead for you. Uh, Don't be discouraged. Look forward to what God has for you. Be filled with his hope. Be filled with who he is. Today, I have a guest that is hope filled. I have known Christine O'Dell for six years. Uh, she's a friend of mine, and we're going to have a great time today, Christine. Welcome. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for, for joining me. me. So uh, we have known each other for six years. Mm-hmm. We work together. We attend church together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in each other's lives. Your your husband is on my pastor's advisory council. Mm-hmm. Um, just a, a great family, and you are beyond talented. Um, she is a, a wonderful writer. She's my ghostwriter. Yep. <laughs> She's a wonderful writer. And she has started her own publishing company called Eight Owls Publishing. Talk right. about that. Eight Owls Publishing. I, people ask me all the time, you know, what, what how did you name it that? Right. And and really, I did not go to school to be a writer, a publisher. Right. I went to school for other reasons. But writing has been in my life since I was a child. And, and it was kind of in a, a season maybe of um, confusion and transition and not really understanding what the Lord was doing. And that's the first time you asked me to ghostwrite for right. you. So I, I'm writing for you and I'm out and I'm praying about it. And literally in two days, I see eight different owls cross my path. Mm. And I remember I came back and I said something to you about that. I'm like, I, I know this means something. Right. What does it mean? And you said, well, let's pray about it. And and then when we met again to talk about your book, I said, I think it's a publishing company. And it really just shocked me because that wasn't on my radar at all. Yeah. Owls are fantastic, aren't they? They, they are really fascinating. There was fascinating. one sitting on my neighbor's fence yesterday when I got out of the car and took off flying. I love them. Mm-hmm. And uh, you helped me write about the owl in my house when we were building it. So. It's a wonderful publishing company. You started it right before the pandemic. I did. And you have worked on six books now, published, Mm -hmm. and uh, many more will come. And so I'm excited for what God is doing. You didn't know you'd own a publishing company, did you? No, I did not. I didn't know that at all. You know, but truthfully, when I look back throughout my life, it's interesting because I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit and really didn't know how to put that into a specific definition. Right. You know? Right. Well, God is doing some neat things in your family, mm-hmm. just all the way around. It's, it's fun to watch. Now, I want to tell you all something uh, funny. You may think, okay, what is this about? I got your husband's permission. The Lord Uh-oh. gave me uh, a, a word of uh, knowledge into a word of wisdom that God was going to take you from where you were at to the next level, even in wealth. And... Uh, so he, he told me to buy you something with your husband's permission from Louis Vuitton. Right. Okay. I don't buy that stuff very often. Right. So got some uh, perfume and in a service, I think it was a prayer service. Mm-hmm. We sprayed it on you. Mm-hmm. What has that done in your life? You know, pastor, for me, um, that was a very significant moment. I, you know, with all the transition and trying to understand what God was doing with me through forming this business and other things, it really was pivotal in the sense that I felt the Lord's blessing on it. Mm-hmm. I felt the the 
you know, where where we go to church, the the community of faith that we're in. I felt my pastor's blessing on on where God was taking me. I felt the the community come around me. It was very um, solidifying for me to just say, okay, God is going to do this, and He has anointed me and gifted me, and He's giving me the fragrance of Christ. And I didn't even know you didn't thing. like perfume. No, I don't wear <laughs> perfume because I have sensitivities to chemicals. I should have known that working with you right? for a couple years. But, but you know what? I wear this perfume every time that I feel like prayer. Like today, we right. we just came from a prayer meeting, and I wear it when I when I go to a prayer meeting or when I come to church on Sundays or anything very significant in my life. And because you said every time I would wear it, that you know the Lord would just kind of power me up right. in that and and level me up. So I I take that to heart and and I wear it, and I've never had one reaction, negative mm. reaction to you know the chemicals right. or anything. It's it's. Well, definitely the fragrance. It was a Christ. few months after that. I was at a prophetic conference and Jeremiah Johnson was there. The Lord told me to spray cologne on him. So maybe that's my new it's anointing new. and calling. It's your new. But today what we want to talk about, I always talk about hope. Uh, we've been in this pandemic nearly two years. I'm believing it's an endemic now. Mm-hmm. I think yes, we're coming to a absolutely. close by the summer. I'm believing it will be nearly eradicated and just like the flu. Um, but it's decimated so many dreams yeah. of people and hope and, and a lot of people have died. Yeah. So I've lost several friends to, uh, to COVID. So there's this grief, uh, there's this longing for it to be over. And I think the saddest thing is the people who are wanting to return to how it was before. Right. It's not going to happen. No, it's not. Too much has happened. Too many things have shifted. Uh, we don't know anyone at this point who's been through a pandemic. It was in 1918. Right. I think they're all gone now. Right. Maybe a couple people still alive, but I don't know them. So this is all new and different. Mm-hmm. So we're not getting ready even for the next. I think it's some brand new things that are happening. You are a visionary person. So I want to pick your brain and your spirit. What we should be expecting coming out of the pandemic. What is the okay. hope we should be having? You know, as you were saying that, this really had not crossed my mind until you said that. That's really the transition that I was going through, you know, in that season of my life, that everything I had worked toward and I had known to be the will of God for my life, all of a sudden was just shifted and changed. Right. And, um, and there was, there was a process of grief. There was a process of letting go. There was a process of taking hold of the new, all of that was, was involved in it. But now I look at where I am now and it's so exciting and really, so, so here's the thought. The thought is that God always has creative solutions right. for no matter, no matter our circumstance, right? If, if we need healing in our body, he has creative miracles for that. Right. If we need some kind of financial um, restoration. He has creative miracles for that. Mm-hmm. So that that creativity being released in the earth is always God's solution to 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 what we find right. ourselves in. And so a lot of the times we're sitting in those ashes, yeah. the the burned up ashes of what we have known, what what was, what what we thought should have been, mm-hmm. whatever that means for us. But the beautiful mm-hmm. thing is, God always brings beauty out of ashes. Yes, He does. So how does He do that? You know, that's what reformation is, right? right? He takes the ashes and He reforms right. using His creative ability to bring out something completely different and something completely new. Mm-hmm. And that's what we are going to find ourselves in globally yes. as the church, yes. that he is reforming us and reshaping us to bring about the new. What didn't serve his kingdom before 
it's just it just needs to go away. And, and he's shaking the rest of it off, right? And he's this shaking year. the rest of it off. <laughs> it's just like, okay, whatever can be shaken will be shaken. And when we come into, I believe, the fall into winter, we're going to start experiencing, I believe, uh, a new glory. Yeah. Getting ready for the new year. And so I want to start living that way now and celebrating that way now uh, and be a forerunner mm -hmm. of what God is doing. Um, you love the nations. I do love the nations. You love especially parts of Asia. Let's Southeast talk. Let's Asia. talk about that. Okay. Uh, what part of Southeast Asia do you really love? I well, I have relationships in Thailand with several different pastors and different churches, and then another one in Cambodia. And I, those are the only two um, nations I've been in in Southeast Asia. But I would really love to kind of visit all right. of them. Um, I, you know, speaking of creativity, the fir very first time we went into Thailand as a team, there were four of us ladies. We, um, we, I, I had no experience ministering right. in Thailand, but the first place that we went was an, um, an orphanage for HIV affected mm, wow. children. And so the pastor said, you know, just bring something because there's going to be a language barrier, right? right. Bring something that, that is a connector that's going to connect you with the kids. So we went to the store, we're looking through the store. And of course their store doesn't look like our store. Right. And we're trying to find something. And we came across this clay it was modeling clay in all kinds of different colors. Mm -hmm. And so we bought a whole bunch of that and we get there and we sit down and we're trying to converse with the kids and, and we're trying to figure out how to do that. And we just put this clay out in front of everybody and we started making things and they, they, got it, you know, and they started making things. Well, I will tell you, I learned something about all of Southeast Asia is what I learned after that, how creative they really are. Mm. They're highly creative people. Yes. And so we're making very rudimentary, you know, just sure. simple things. And theirs are like these intricate flowers and wow. all of this, you know, dragons and all of this <laughs> stuff. And so really to kind of, you know, to kind of piggyback with what we just said, I, I just looked at them. I, I, I took mine and I just smashed <laughs> it like this. And I did this. Look, and then they, <laughs> they begin to help me. And that collaboration of, of what they could help me do and how I could reach out to them. It, it ended up being such a joyful time, mm -hmm. which is to me what creativity right. brings. It just restores joy. Yeah. And I think people right now are really looking forward to connect again. Mm -hmm. We had gotten to a place as a society, you know, when we went into shutdown, everybody's like, oh, no, no, we were already in shutdown. We were already in, in our nation, United yeah. States. Unfortunately, yeah. we have garage door openers. We come home, we hit that, drive in our garage, it closes. We don't have to see our neighbors. We don't have to know our neighbors. Right. Everything was very isolated. And I feel a shift that people are wanting to connect again. Yeah. They Some have forgotten how and some have been a long time, but they're wanting to connect again. And that creativity is going to be flowing. Yes. And I, I love that. Yes. It's new. It's, yes. it's new to us. And so I want to encourage you and I want to encourage Southeast Asia. Yeah. Uh, I know parts of Southeast Asia have been really decimated, mm -hmm. but God has plans for you. Mm -hmm. uh, future, bright, good things. Mm -hmm. And for the church, especially, I, I see revival Absolutely. and reformation coming in ways that could not have happened two or three years ago. God has opened things up. So I just speak blessing over Southeast Asia. What would you like to say to Southeast Asia? Oh, you know, I, the people in Southeast Asia, you you guys, you're so used to just living life to its fullest with not looking at what you have around you, but what you have on the inside of you. That's the thing that I learned 
about the churches in Southeast Asia, the joyfulness that they can go through life with is it, it spilled over on us. You know, we brought that back with us. And I I have always said this every time I've ever spoken to any of the, the people there in, in the churches in, in Southeast Asia, that I do see revival coming out of that um, of that part of the world. Why? Because God looks at those that have that, that pure worship, that pure heart, that's just fully looking to him in all things. And that's what I experience when I'm over there. The other thing that I can remember, you know, when we first started going to Southeast Asia, because they come out of a mindset where you just wait for the leader to speak, right. you know, they, they did not always move corporately in the gifts of the spirit. And some of the things you taught us on, and how to teach the church right. to move in the prophetic, we took over there to mm -hmm. the churches. And um, one of the churches in particular, the last time we went back and, and Pastor Ralph, which is the, the missionary right. that we work with over there, he said, Christine, you're going to be so surprised at what you find. And when we went back this time, they were so corporately moving right. in the spirit. That's it beautiful. was a beautiful thing. And I just see that happening all well, throughout. Well, I did a men's conference, spoke at a men's conference uh, last weekend. And uh, there were all different types of denominations there. There was Baptist. Lutheran, Methodist, non-denominational, Pentecostal. And uh, they knew who I was when they invited me. And there's about 100, 100 men there, I think. And uh, so they each got a copy of my book, How to Hear the Voice of God. And I went the night before and just shared with the leaders, which were of other denominations than I am, not spirit-filled, um, about prophecy and prophesied over every one of them. And I said, that's what I'm going to speak on tomorrow. They're like, great. Mm -hmm. Well, not only did I speak on prophecy, we broke into groups of three and they prophesied over one another. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel any resistance. There was no kickback. Nobody was mad. Nobody got up in a huff. Three years ago, that wouldn't have happened. No. That, no. that would not have happened. And I heard so many positive feedbacks of men saying they heard God speak through them wow. or they received a word from someone else. Wow. They were doing the... Uh, Pentecostal language. I received a word. Oh, I got wow. I got a message from God. People are hungry to hear from God yes. now. And they're hungry, I believe, to interact. We've been behind masks. We've been six feet away. People are ready to connect. But it's a connection with God. Absolutely. That is really at the core of it. So that, I believe, is part of the new that we're going to step into, a deeper connection with God and a deeper connection with one another. Right. Which is what Jesus prayed, right? He prayed that his church would be one. It doesn't mean that all the Pentecostals would be one right. and all the Baptists would be one. His church would be one. And, you know, I, going to different nations, you know, you see the different cultural expressions in mm -hmm. the churches. The Lord loves that. Right. He loves different cultural expressions. Right. It's not about sameness. Right. It's about oneness. And the only thing that can connect us with that is the Holy Spirit, because we're to, to live in him and move in him. And he connects us together. And that is, again, that creativity of the Lord. That's what, what prophecy is. Right, right. You know, it's the creativity of the Lord molding for himself a people. Well, I have a prophetic word. Uh, Cindy Jacobs prophesied over me and our church years ago that we would do several, several churches in Southeast Asia. I believe that's coming. Um, but I have a specific word that's burning in my heart today since we've begun talking for Pakistan, Bangladesh, and India. Um, that those three nations that are at odds 
would there be a unification of mm-hmm. spirit yeah that they would come together because they come basically from the same cloth but they're separated mm-hmm. and i just speak life and wholeness uh i speak blessing over my friend pastor Amor fazal mm-hmm. and his wife nita and family and the eternal life uh church and uh just the wonderful work they're doing there. But I speak over my friends in Bangladesh. You know, I, I did a, a conference with Marilyn Hickey in Bangladesh right before the uh, pandemic, the month before. And we were again with uh, denominational leaders of all denominations in Bangladesh. There was about 400 people at this conference. And they had asked us not to speak on any spiritual gifts. They, mm-hmm. they knew what we mm-hmm. what we do, uh, speaking in tongues and prophecy and all that. Don't do that. That would be offensive. Mm-hmm. So she had her sermon. We were going to team preach together that night. The leader came up to us about 10 minutes before we were supposed to speak and said, would you speak on the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. And we just looked at each other and we said, yes, yeah. <laughs> we didn't need to prepare a sermon. <laughs> and that night we saw so many church leaders, I mean, heads of churches, uh, heads of denominations, baptized in the Holy Spirit, a oneness coming together. Yes. It was kind of a book of Acts moment. And that was before pandemic. I believe we're going to see much more of that now. Absolutely. Yeah, just Absolutely. openness to what God is doing. And there is a hunger for spirituality in this nation, the United States. Unfortunately, witchcraft is growing. It is. By leaps and bounds. It is. But I take that as uh, a challenge. Yeah. It means people are hungry spiritually. Right. So let's meet them where they're at. Right. Hey, we, we got something better than the devil's going to offer. And I want to tell you, if you're messing around with any witchcraft, any horoscope, any yeah. animism, any things that your family did that you think it's okay because my family did it, whatever culture you're in, it's not okay. It's not. You need to abandon it. You need to repent, cut it out of your life, throw away any books, any talismans, any th- spell books, hex books, anything that you have, going to sorcerers, going to fortune tellers, a palm readers, all of that. Abandon it. Right. And go to Jesus. Absolutely. Jesus, I, I don't. I just feel zoned in on this. Yeah. This is not going to fly in the new. Right. <laughs> you don't right. need that. You need the real deal. You need the presence of Jesus in your life. And so, Father, I just pray yes, Lord. over anyone right now bound in witchcraft, mm-hmm. uh, bound up in spiritism or animism, mm-hmm. that they would push it away from them. Thank that you. they would be free from it. That they would throw those things away. They burn them in fire even. Get rid of them, cut them out of their lives, rebuke it out of their family, out of their homes. You would set them free and set them up for the new in Jesus name. Yes. Amen. Amen. You know, Christine, sometimes if our grandparents did something and our parents did, Mm -hmm. we just think that's just what our family does. Right. Well, it's generational curses. We don't we don't want to pass those things on. We want generational blessings. Right. So that's part of the new. The, the generational blessings. Part of the new. You know, one of the scriptures the Lord has me in is found in Second Peter, and it says, grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So for me, I always go and look at all the words and what that means. Grow in the grace. That word for grace there really is not charis. It's a derivative of charis, meaning the favor of God. It, grow in understanding that that the fa- that is who God is. He's a blesser of, of his people. And we're to grow in the understanding that we're to walk in the favor of God and find out what God is doing in the earth, where he's pouring himself out, and, and find that and walk in it. Because in in the spirit, right, is the freedom from, from anything that, that has had right. us bound in the past. The, the freedom is found in the spirit of God. 
and then and then grow in the the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. The knowledge is it means interactive. Mm-hmm. It's it's not head knowledge. Um, even though God wants us to love him with everything that we are, it is, it's experiential knowledge. It's true relationship right. and it's interactive. Right. And that's the, the neat thing about the Lord Jesus is that he is as real as you are sitting mm-hmm. here, pastor. And, and he comes to us in the presence of his Holy Spirit. And any other spirit is just a counterfeit of who he is and, and will bow to him and will be pushed out when he really enters the picture. Right. Okay, that's powerful. Now, I just feel another prompting of the Holy Spirit. Christine, you have been active in uh, ministry to women who have gone through abortions. Mm -hmm. You have been involved in petitioning against the abortion movement. Mm -hmm. In fact, you're planning something in our church uh, just a couple weeks uh, that has to do with abortion. I I want you to pray. um, Anyone who is watching right now, that you have a family member that's considering abortion, you're considering abortion, you have a girlfriend or wife that is considering abortion, do not do this. No, don't do it. Don't do don't it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You didn't know this was coming, did you? Mm-hmm. Well, here it is. It may be for one person right. to all these nations, and this is why you're watching. Right. Don't do it. Or tell your daughter or your sister, don't do it. Yep. I want you to pray over them. Absolutely. Father, I thank you that you are the God of life and that every life you began in the concept of your heart, every life, there is no accident on the earth. Every life that has been entrusted to any of us originated with you. And so, Father, I thank you that this little gift, this gift that you've given this, this mama, no matter her circumstance and no matter what, even if she can't view it as a gift right now, Lord, it is a gift from your hand. Mm-hmm. And I pray, Father, that she would receive that gift fully into her heart yes. and that she would understand mm-hmm. that you're not just giving her a gift, but you're going to walk with her all the way through everything that she needs. And if she will seek you, she, she will find all yes. of the help that she needs, God. So I thank you for making yourself very real to this mama, this particular woman that you are calling out to right now, that you're making yourself so real to her and that she understands that you are a God of life and not death. Yes. And that you not only give life, but you sustain life. And you are that blesser that we talked about. And you're going to walk her through all of it. And we praise you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, I love your passion for uh, the rights of children. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, I want to tell a little story about Christine. Um, our offices that we uh, do my ministry out of and the church offices were the former Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. which is was, is an abortion mill mm-hmm. in the United States. And so uh, our church would come at night and lay hands on the doors of this building. It's in the same shopping center that our church is at, that they would shut down. And they did. They went out of business. Mm-hmm. And we took up the lease and moved into the facility that uh, brought death. We brought life. I moved into the, the very office that they performed the abortions in. And I had the neat idea that Nasi was not a neat idea of, of leaving uh, the fixtures where uh, the sink was attached, mm-hmm. uh, where they would perform the abortions there. Well, Christine came to me, um, how many months ago was that? September. September. And just said, something's off. We need to pray. She got a prayer team together, about 12 people. Mm-hmm. They came in three times a week, began to pray in our offices. This is how the supernatural works. The Lord yeah. showed her. 
that murder and suicide yes. were really fighting against our church because of what had happened. We as staff members, some of us had had visions of a little girl, right. uh, one floating in the toilet, right. uh, one on a tray, um, a little girl that had been aborted. Yeah. And so we prayed for all the souls that were murdered yeah. there at that abortion mill, the Planned Parenthood. And so the Lord spoke to you to put together a memorial service mm -hmm. for, for that one little girl. Talk mm -hmm. about that. You know, um, during that time that we're praying, the, the prayer team, we were having different visions and we were following the Holy Spirit, allowing him to basically cleanse the land because that's what we were dealing with there was a territorial right, spirit. Right. And um, and and the land needed to be cleansed. And so so we were just allowing him to bring up different aspects and then we would pray it through and make the exchange because that's what he's called us to do. And um, um, one day, particularly it was just us ladies in, in the office. It was a Friday morning and several of us began to have visions of children. Some, one of the ladies, it was because she had had an abortion in her past and the Lord allowed her to see her son, wow. you know, and bring that sense of life to her heart, which always brings healing and freedom. Um, for some, it was children that had been lost through miscarriage, but, but she could see three of them up there together. Wow. And two of them were hers. And one was another family member. And the Lord was showing her, look, I, these children are safe with me. They're safe with me. But one of them that we kept seeing, I believe was this um, same little girl that the Lord was showing you. Mm -hmm. And so he, we asked for a name for her and he gave us the name glory. So what we're going to do here in just a few weeks is memorialize Glory, um, and she will represent all of the children right. that lost their lives through Planned Parenthood at this particular location. The one, the the, or and really in our nation, um, the the really neat thing that's going on is in this county in in 2020, and I didn't know this till a couple of weeks ago. We had. Um, they had voted that this would be a sanctuary right. county, meaning there would be no abortion activity in this county. And then the Lord takes us into this season of, of cleaning the land, right. cleansing right. the land, you know? And so, so I see it. He's probably doing this in pockets yes, all so. over the place. So that all over the world, all over the world, because that's how he pours out revival, right? If you think of the presence of God, the Holy spirit, he comes think of, of, of the temple there. There were just things, you know, you had to be clear. He will cleanse it. Right. He will work. He will do the work because he knows that we can't do it. He will do the work, but he's looking for people to partner with him to yes. do that work so that he can pour himself out. Yeah. I just appreciate that. I'm, I'm looking Looking forward to that memorial service. We even purchased a small coffin. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll have flowers and just bless uh, what God is doing in our nation and around yeah. the world. Yes. And memorialize these children that have been lost so much bloodshed. Uh, but God is a redeeming God. Absolutely. And I, I love that. And it's part of the new. I, I think there's going to be a lot of things shift mm -hmm. as we come out of this pandemic entering into the endemic, a lot of things that we never thought would happen, I believe are going to break loose. Yes. And it had it had to be a pandemic and a shaking of the Lord to get us to the place of this new. So I want to tell you, get ready yes. for what God is doing. Now, I want to get back to 8 Owls Publishing. You may say, I've always wanted to write a book. Well, tell us how, how they can get in touch with you. I have a website, 8ellspublishing.com. Um, and, and you can just go to that and you can email me straight from that website. I will tell you that my heart really is to help 
first time authors, yeah. uh, people She's who great. never thought they would write a book, you know, and, 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 and what's really cool is that right now we have all of this collaboration going on. So, so we have packages, entry level packages for, for the first time author. And then even, you know, okay, now I need to take this book to the next level. We're starting to build relationships with editors and illustrators. And all of these people are found right yeah. here at Freedom. And and collaborate together to to take all you know to take it up to whatever level it needs to be, but but my heart when when we first started um, Eight Owls, I wanted it to be a, a, a vehicle of evangelism, mm-hmm. you know, so that people could tell the redemption story or or whatever story the Lord has laid on their heart to to tell, and and have some of us come around you and help craft that for you and make it what it needs to be. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And I am so excited for Eight Owls Publishing. Sky's the limit. Thank you. It's part of the new. It is. Well, thank you for being my guest today, Christine. Thank you for joining us. And I'm believing that this is going to be a powerful week for you. Uh, Keep looking up. Don't look down. We're coming to the close of this pandemic. Mm -hmm. No matter what else comes this year, it's for our good. Mm -hmm. I know God is for us, never against us. And the new is going to be fantastic. So be encouraged, be filled with hope, and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Hope for Today with John Bates. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes wherever you listen. You can connect with John through Facebook, Instagram, and at johnbatesministries.com. Have a blessed day.